Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor. We are week three of four in a series called Limited, looking at what it looks like to gather, grow, give, and go. And I am joined by two special guests and friends. First, we're joined by lead pastor Jose Averroa. Jose, welcome back to the podcast. And we're joined by the amazing (laughs) prayer pastor Aranda Clock, Rhonda Patterson. Rhonda, thanks for being back on the podcast. Always great to be here. It's always great to have you. Jose, we'd love to give you the first word as we look at this week on give and what it looks like to give with the limits that we have. Yes, so looking at what the first church gathering was experiencing was pretty radical. They were all together. They had everything in common. They were selling their property and their possessions to give to anyone who had needs. So this is super radical. I Mm -hmm. can think of times in my life where I've done this, but not in an everyday sort of way and not, not to this extent. So we have to acknowledge that this is over and beyond. And also that we're called to radical generosity as, as his church to meet the needs of uh, those inside the church, but also those outside of the church. So again, this message I wanted to frame more on why we don't give r- radically. Uh, and, and so these three points came from that. I don't think we give radically because uh, we don't recognize our portion, the boundaries that God's put us put, put us in, what we're limited by in our circumstance, and, and then we're not stewarding. I know I'm moving <laughs> ahead, but I'm just giving us the three points because they're yeah. together. Stewarding the gifts that he's given to us, we tend to focus on other things based, uh, instead of what we have. And then lastly, we maybe aren't giving generously um, as a response to all of those things. So, awesome. Well, thank you all for listening. And That's it. We're done. <laughs> no, let's up back. Conversation. We'll, we'll jump into each of these three. But first, Rhonda, would love to hear from you. Just the series as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, the title of Limited. What do you feel like God's been speaking to you just through the last few weeks and then even just mm-hmm. on this Sunday's message? Yeah, it's been great. I, I'm loving it. I loved yesterday's message. And I I think um, thinking of boundaries and um, in my life, like areas where I am limited, but then also areas where God didn't limit me, I limited myself because I, I feel like I'm here and He's saying, no, I want you serving in this way I'd or love, that way. I'd love so. to hear I'd love to hear more. That that was so good. So you feel like you were limited by God, but it was really I think your at own times limitations. absolutely I think we 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 settle into comfort zones. There you go. Um and so we we think I'm not geared for that. I'm not wired for that. I'm not ready for that or and so we we kind of just assume God's not calling us to something when actually He's expanded our boundaries and said, hmm. yes, I have. I've called you, and I'll give you what you need. So, I mean, in some ways, this really is talking about this first point here about recognizing our portion, mm-hmm. recognizing the inheritance that we have, because whether it's uh, the enemy or just even our own, you know, just mm-hmm. mindset can quickly kind of avoid recognizing that. So, Jose, this question you had for us, uh, this first point was, what is my portion? Mm-hmm. We'd love to just practically, we like to talk practical here on the Conversations podcast, practically, what does that look like? What is an example of a portion? And then I think to your question earlier, Jose, but what would be the things that inhibit us from recognizing our portion that you were just talking about, Rhonda? Yeah, so our season of life, what does it constitute? What are we responsible for in this season? 
first starting with maybe our jobs. That That's mm-hmm. the clearest one because there is a monetary value attached to that. We need to make a living. And so recognizing our jobs, what is being asked of us and and the job responsibilities that you have. Then your home life. What what does home look like? What season of life are you in that area? And so for me, I have my four kids and my wife that I need to tend to my home. Right now, we're doing some <laughs> necessary repairs. And so that that's my portion. I can't mm-hmm. expect somebody else to do what only I am called to do. And Rhonda, I think about you in mm-hmm. this season, amazing season mm-hmm. of grandparenting. Right. That, yeah. that, that's your portion. And then, Taylor, you get to be all things to all people at all times <laughs> because you are everywhere and um, loving on everybody and helping all of us um, in so many different ways. And so we, we each have a portion. And recognizing that is so crucial. Yeah, Rhonda, what, what would keep us from recognizing, just like you were talking about? Um, I, I think distractions, obviously, busyness. Um, I think about really thinking on what is what is my portion what is this season of life that God has me in and so we don't want to neglect the portion that he has mm-hmm. us in to be out doing things that he didn't call us to do where we can dry out and just you know encounter all kinds of obstacles but uh, so we want to care well for the portion that he has for us and recognize those things. But then it's always about balance, you know, because he gives us room for both. And so being connected to him is where we figure out what is what is for today what do you have for me today yeah we we, so we talked a couple weeks back when we started the third gathering that we want to be a church that is about strength Mm -hmm. not not size we want to be a strong church not not a big church and um so strength has to do with depth and and strength has to do with attention to what god has given us Mm -hmm. and oftentimes i think we're 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 lured by this desire that bigger is better that more is better Mm -hmm. and we think if i only had more money Mm -hmm. if if i only had a bigger home if i only had more support uh, on this and that and again that can take us away from just sitting and really delighting as difficult as it may be in our circumstance Mm -hmm. that everything comes from god so Mm -hmm. he's sovereign in our season with us no matter what it what it may look like. Well, let's talk about the significance of that because you mentioned First Chronicles twenty nine. I think that whole chapter has a lot of good stuff related to this. Just a view of our possessions here and how you know this. Just uh, David's talking and he's saying everything we have has come from you, and we give only what we've you first given to us. And I think about inheritance is such a, if we take it from the practical side and really just think about the spiritual inheritance we've been given, it really is focused on who we are and whose we are versus what we've done and what we've earned. So how does that kind of just even, how does that crucial truth Hmm. radically shape the way that all the other decisions and priorities and all that, what's so monumental about this concept of, of an inheritance? Yeah. Mm. As you were saying that, Taylor, it reminded me that we're heirs Mm -hmm. and we're his children. So he's our father and he's a good father. And so he's going to provide for his children and he's going to be there for us. Are we trusting him? 
Mm. Are we truly relying on him? Or am I trying to push that inheritance spiritually and again physically in the sense of what portion is he entrusted us with? We're stewards. Um, and, and, and if I'm trying to do my best, I, I'm going to fall short every time. But if I'm trusting God in the little things in every season, then uh, yeah, I love how David so clearly was doing that at the end of his life. Acknowledging, all right, God, mm. you're my dad, and you have given me a rich inheritance. Everything that I have is from you, and ultimately, he uh, lived a life for God. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, well, we don't have a doctor in the house, but I, to me, I think a lot of times I get can get stuck uh, living, what is that, the middle part of your brain where it's the soulish desires and emotions and all of those things, whether it's the things he's given me to steward or the things that he's calling me to that I'm afraid of, and so I let myself not go there. But when I when I stay with identity and who I am in Him, whether I believe it yet or not, or see it yet in myself or not, but if I just say, no, I, I know, Lord, you're calling me to this, um, then this is my season for this, or, or then I'm living from that identity, even if I'm afraid, and I'm able to move freely mm-hmm. in it. And it if it's stewarding the things at home, it's whether it's holding the baby, which I love because you can't do anything else when you're holding that sweet baby, you know. And so you get to just you haven't bask mastered in the that. one arm, yeah. the one arm baby grab yet. Don't do <laughs> yeah. that because then you can figure out you, can, you can do a lot of things while holding the baby. And just go, this is my portion right now, That's and it. I'm gonna, you know. Yeah. And so whatever that is, whatever. So Yeah, David in Psalm 16 says that he's been given a delightful inheritance. And again, I think one of the problems yeah. is, is that we're not delighting yeah. in what he's given to us. We're, we're in want. Mm-hmm. He said in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. Right. We tend to be in want all the time for and, what we don't And I think have. that's from a lack of connection with him. So it's that that's slowing right. down that's right. and being connected to him that I don't have any wants. And he... he Everything just fades mm-hmm. because he's gonna he's gonna meet my needs. All all these questions and conversations are tied together, but the second part here about stewarding the gifts, so recognizing the inheritance that we have and our portion, and then uh, the question here you had, Jose, was how am I cultivating my gifts? So I think two parts to this question would be first, how do we identify the gifts part that we have as far as in this question, and then what what does that look like to cultivate? And maybe more practically, I'd, I'd ask like. How is this question or the approach to this question different than the world's? Because I think that's something we talk about radical generosity. Mm. This, is, this is radical compared to any message you're going to hear on a financial you know, podcast or <laughs> wealth building stuff here. So, so what's so uh, unique just about the approach and the posture of just asking this question about cultivating our gifts? Yeah, that's, that's, that's good, Taylor. I like that you emphasize that because the world would describe a gift as – a financial contribution mm-hmm. of some sort or something that you would have to offer a favor of sorts. Mm-hmm. And, and we have received the ultimate gift. Number one, that's salvation. <laughs> Thanks to what Jesus has done mm-hmm. for us. But when we double down on that, when we really recognize the gift, the gravity of that gift in its present moment. So not only eternity with Jesus, but right now, 
I, I am seen as a beloved son mm-hmm. because of what somebody else did for me. I can't earn it. The more that I recognized his, recognized his gift for me in that spiritual sense, man, that frees me up to, to live for Jesus. And he's, he's wired us all individually. So we all have different gifts, mm-hmm. uh, different talents, different spiritual gifts that we can serve one another so that we can build up his family here on earth. And so the more I'm free <laughs> to live for him, the, the more I naturally exercise those gifts, and not only do they grow in me, but also I see it grow other people and, and bless other people. So again, I don't want to just talk all scripture, but it's Genesis 12, blessed to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. You've been blessed so that you can bless others. It's, it's this beautiful, mutually edifying gift that we get to both receive and give. Ditto. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, that's it. And and just sitting in that, that that receiving it. Because there there are times when you don't uh you don't you lack confidence or you're not sure on something, but but just trusting that mm-hmm. no, he's this is this is something he's given me to steward right now. This is a season in my life where this is a a, a boundary that he has given me. Um and just going for it in in your love for him and surrendering that then he gives you the confidence yeah. to move forward so yeah, i want to i want to encourage anyone listening that may think well i just don't have much to give and that that's not true <laughs> you were created by a an amazing creator intelligently and wonderfully and fearfully mm-hmm. and for an incredible purpose and so he wants to cultivate your gifts. And the more we cultivate the little things that we've been given, the, the more he will give to us. Again, that's, I think, more so than quantifying that, it's, it's responsibility. It's, it's more, op- more opportunity is another word, more opportunity to bless, more opportunity to do uh, and partner with God and, and the work that he has for us here on earth. We've talked about the parable of the talents just over the course of the summer and just uh, in the previous series. But I think about that because uh, the master goes to the servants. He gives unequal amounts to each of the servants. And yet the the call is on stewarding and, and doubling essentially mm-hmm. what they've been given. And so I think it's just helpful for me to remember that when it's like, well, I'm not a millionaire. So I, <laughs> you know, I, what do I have to give for the kingdom of God or, you know, both practically financially, but you can make the case for time or talents or any of the mm-hmm. other areas. So just the fact that God. That's not, you know, that, that's on him to decide and to discern what to us. To, yeah, he what, sets the, portion, the boundary lines. Yeah, the yeah. portion there. And instead, it's like, okay, how am I going to be faithful with what he's what he's given? Yeah, and this is a total dad move, but I tell my kids all the time when they complain about the food that they're getting, be grateful mm. that you have food on the table, right? Because when we really look, we can be in want over what other people have. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be a millionaire. I want to have that mm-hmm. big house. But when you look at the 8 billion people that walk on this planet right now, we are top tier blessed mm. in terms of things. And we can't lose that perspective. No, absolutely. And going back to just um, confidence and, and the, the blessings that he's given you, whether they are material and financial or whether it's just um, gifts and, and blessing others and helping others, coming alongside other people. Um, it breaks my heart to hear someone say they don't have any talents or they don't have 
anything to to give because we all do even and if it's the smallest thing be faithful in that just just whatever it is he's given you or called you to just stepping forward in that and he will build your confidence as you as you walk with him but can I give a practical on it for me that just has I I happened to me yesterday but please you know you you ask me to to um uh, explain the communion before yes. um, Which we did, did that yesterday, Wonderful. and so um, so I did that. But uh, I had several, like a few on the prayer team, or a few people say, "Oh my goodness, I could never, you know, get up there. I could never." do that. I could never get on the mic. I couldn't talk in front of people, which I know that's a huge fear for most people and was <laughs> for, and still, I still struggle with it a little. But when I think back the earliest times when I came up there, I would be just terrified before going up to make an announcement or anything, just so afraid. And one particular Sunday, I got irritated by that. And I knew that it was spiritual force just trying to intimidate mm. me from doing what I knew God, the something He gave me to steward. Yeah. Yes, my yeah. portion. And so uh, just prayed and commanded it to leave. And I've really never been attacked in it since in a, in a real significant way. But what really came to me in that is like, I love God so much. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do anything. I'll, you want me to go up there? I'll do it, even if it's hard, even if I'm scared, even if I may say the wrong thing or do it wrong because I love Him, and, and He's deserving of whatever I have to give. And so getting that into my mindset and sending the enemy away, I, then I can, I can do it. Can do hard things because mm. God helps me, mm. and so, yeah, that's real personal, y'all. But I'm so glad. That. I'm so glad you shared it because it speaks to this idea that He's given you mm-hmm. a position, a portion, right. and when you step in it, there are gonna th- there are gonna be forces, spiritual forces that are not gonna want us to walk in our calling, to right. walk in our lane, and when we recognize, wait yeah. a second. This isn't from God. No. This is internal. And and then we put that in its rightful place outside of our boundary lines, then the 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 impact right. that we're able to have is tremendous and also it's just a lot of fun. It is. To 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 be in God's will. It is and, to be able design. to give out of that overflow of your love for him. Um it's the best. So, and I think that's where this this last part here about cheerfully giving—that's the only way that's able to come. You know, you can you can fake it maybe just initially mm-hmm. on one or two things, but again, whether it's something like being asked to go on stage or mm-hmm. whether it's you know writing a check or I mean, there's so many ways you could fill in the blank of what that looks like. But just that idea of the what I'm hearing y'all just reiterate is just this idea that the the cheerfulness, the joy, and the generosity comes out of an overflow of that love, Rhonda. Like right. you shared. Don't let anything in intimidate you and if it's serving uh in some way and you're just afraid of saying the wrong thing doing the wrong thing um that's just intimidation from the enemy because he doesn't want us fulfilling our calling and so it's a gift that god's given us to steward Mm -hmm. so 
Yeah. And what a blessing, I feel like, just as a church for us to, we've gone to three gatherings and we've, we've pushed from the stage before, hey, you know, if God's put it on your heart, but I just love, Jose, you opened up the message talking about this is not a, uh, I, you know, the church needs your money message. This is not a, hey, we need you to sign up and serve. Like, it truly is focused on the heart and the posture. And that's that's what's most important here mm-hmm. is just what that means and what how we relate to God. And it's out of that overflow that we're able to be generous with our portion. Yeah, I love Second Corinthians nine eight the way that it says. Um, well, you mentioned this earlier, Taylor. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Then it says, and God will generously provide all you need. Mm-hmm. So we give generously because we serve a generous God. And again, Rhonda, to your point, this is all for Him. It's yes. from Him. It's through him and it is for him and when we recognize that simple mm-hmm. truth it is powerful beyond anything that this world can offer and uh it can look many different ways but to your point taylor it's about the heart posture of giving and i think something that i've learned both uh, reminded of in this series but even just in books or conversations i've had in the last year but how god intentionally like i always see limits as a bad thing like mm-hmm. as far as the i wish i could have more of this more time for sure but also just more of of a lot of things but god intentionally has given me limits even just physical limits mm-hmm. that allow but force me to rely on him and to rely on the body and i think that's just a an important piece i'd love to talk about as we kind of wrap up here just we're not just looking at generosity, but through the lens of being limited. And just Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on the significance of that, that uh, we may feel like, and Jose, you alluded to it earlier, someone listening may be like, well, I I don't have a big portion. I wish my portion was bigger. As soon as I get a bigger portion, then I'll feel like I have enough Mm -hmm. excess to to give back to God. But what is so significant just about recognizing and even uh, appreciating the limits that God has put on our portion? From the beginning, from the garden, again, you look at the first limit, Mm -hmm. you gave them an option. Hey, you have two trees. Don't eat from that one. Eat from this one. And we pushed Mm -hmm. the limit and we got ourselves kicked out of paradise. Mm -hmm. And Jesus has made a way back. And we're no different now than Adam and Eve mm. were. We we love to push limits. We love yeah. to entertain this idea that I can have unlimited fill in the blank. Every time we push that limit, we will find ourselves far away from the design that God has given mm. us. Every time. You think about what happens if, 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 if I accrue all this money, just, you know, I don't have the data, but it's out there. Look how unhappy people are when they just pursue money. And, and yet, there are people that have a lot of money that live really, really, really well. And I would argue that there's some sort of balance. If they aren't already a follower of Christ, there's some sort of scripture truth that they're living out, whether they know it or not, that they're, they're living within their God-given limits um, it, as to their portion, et cetera. And a lot of that, oh, this is, um, never mind. I was going to say that some of that may have to do with inheritance also. They see it modeled. And so there's wealth that comes down. And so they see that model and they know how to, but that doesn't always happen. So anyway. That's good. Uh, I'd love to ask you, we're kind of going on a tangent here, but uh, money, I was having a conversation with someone a few months ago that said that money is the leading cause of uh, marital issues in relationships. And so for someone, I know we're talking general generosity here and not just financial, but what would y'all's encouragement be to maybe a couple in particular, or maybe those that are listening where 
this even just the idea of being generous with our time there's so many sports or commitments or activities going on and so for someone that just feels like it just gets tense a uh, heated conversation mm-hmm. right away what would just for both of y'all's experience within marriage what does it look like to to have that conversation with with a spouse be on the same page and then fight to be on the same line on that same page as to what you are prioritizing and if your priorities mm-hmm. are in order, then that will change the game. So prioritize. Hey, we're going to put God first in our family. So that means we give God the first mm-hmm. day of our week. That's Sundays. We give God the first of our uh, uh, paycheck on a monthly basis or every two weeks, whenever you get your your paycheck. We, we give uh, God um, our first time in our days when we pray to Him. And so when you put God at the top, that settles everything else. It's it's a non-negotiable, right? That's why it's so cool. Uh, in this verse in 2 Corinthians, it says, decide in your heart how much to give. That's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, how much do I give? Until you realize, wait, God, you already told me how much to give. You said to give back the first 10%. So he, he's, he's helping us mm-hmm. <laughs> make those decisions. So if we put God first, everything else Tends Absolutely. To place, place. And communicate, communicate, communicate. Communicate, communicate, communicate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just being, having those conversations on a regular basis, especially financially um, for couples, is is being a, being aware um, of each other, uh, of each other's needs, wants, desires, and, and being in unity on those things. So you don't get there if you're not surrendering first yeah. to the Lord and really um communicating with each other through that so yeah yeah well say would love to give you the last word as we wrap up this on giving and then look forward to one more week in this series this really can translate into any part of our life you know giving is an attitude it's a posture and again to sum it all up we're called to give because we serve an incredibly generous god who gave us his son and that's what has brought us back to him. And so I hope that this has encouraged you and already looking forward to next week. Thanks for listening to the Conversations podcast. Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. See you back for the next conversation.